Welcome to LHA Church. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Jeremy Snodgrass, youth pastor here at Lighthouse Assembly. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. God, I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen, amen. Praise God. We, uh, the, me and the youth were at church camp this week. We had an incredible Incredible time at church camp. Just uh, God just moved uh, in incredible ways. We had students that were filled with the Holy Spirit this week. We had students that gave their life back to Jesus this week. And that's, that's a good place to clap right there. I'm telling you what, that's a good place to clap right there. And we know that many people in here helped several of those students to get to camp. And I just want to say thank you. I see firsthand what camp does in these students and the in the incredible things that happen and you know the assemblies of god has even talked about that uh, when they polled all of their ministers and that 70 percent of ministers that are in the ag right now have either were either called to ministry at camp um saved at camp or filled with the holy spirit at camp so how many know that camp is important and and i'm telling you what an awesome Awesome, awesome time. We've seen the power of God move in incredible ways this week, and we're just excited uh, to be Christians. We're excited that we are free, and Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and it's just awesome, awesome. And, uh, and if you can ask, uh, too, just ask, uh, where's Titus at? Titus, raise your hand. Come on now. There he is. He's all the way in the back. All right. Just ask him. He had a run-in with the pole. And just ask him about that. And he would love to share about his experience. Um, just got, got into a fight with the pole. He lost. And uh, so just, just ask him. Just ask him about that experience. But, uh, but anyway, um, like we like said up there, just I would like to share with you guys this uh, part two of uh, Life Givers. And uh, let's pray before I get into the word. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege to share your word, Lord God. I am honored, Lord God, to be up here today, Lord God. And I just pray, Father, that your anointing will be upon me, Lord God, as I bring forth this word today. And we love you in Jesus' name. If you guys remember uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 25, I uh, want to start off and uh, uh, go back to that scripture and read that this morning. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have the confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with, with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward uh, love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. How many can see the day approaching? Come on. I said, how many can see the day approaching? I'll tell you what, I'm excited. I'm excited. And you know, I remember, um, you know, my grandparents being excited about the day of the Lord coming and the rapture. And I remember uh, talking to my dad about the, the rapture and the rapture coming. And, and I believe with all of my heart, I'm looking for it. I believe the day is approaching where the God is coming back. And I know that in these last days that God wants to give us life. Listen, he doesn't want, 
his church to go limping into the rapture. Come on. He wants us to be full of life. He is a life giver. He wants us to be full of life as the day approaches, as it gets worse and worse and worse until that day approaches. God has called us to life and not to shrink back, but to move forward and live the life that God has called us to do, no matter what the situation, no matter what we face, no matter what persecution comes our way, he has called us to life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Um, if you remember last week, uh, we had talked about how the blood of Jesus is a life giver. And it talks about in that scripture how uh, there was a new and living way open to us um, through the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is our life giver. The blood of Jesus is what uh, gave us the opportunity to have new life. That gave us opportunity to come out of death and go into the light and go into life. And then we talked about also how we as Christians are called to be life givers. We are called to encourage one another. We are called to bring the word of God not only to each other but to the world. The word of God is a life, and we are called to bring that life. We are called as his people to be life givers for Jesus Christ. We are called to encourage each other, and I challenged everybody last week as they were leaving, take an opportunity before you leave, just encourage somebody, pray for somebody. You know, we all know people in this place that are going through hard times or might be going through physical battles. Take a moment to go and listen to them. Take a moment to go and lay your hands on them and pray that God would perform a miracle in their life. So we're called to be life givers. Now, everybody, right now at this point, I need you to curl your toes up in your shoe because I'm about ready to step on a lot of people's feet right now, okay? And so I, I just want to prepare you for what's about ready uh, to happen. But in point three that I want to talk about this week is this, is church is a life giver. Going to church is a life giver. Listen, and it says in verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some, pull your toes back, are in, hab are in habit of doing. Now listen, this is vital. This is important. You know, and I thank God how God even confirms. And this week at, at camp and the, the last day, um, as the, the minister was preaching, one of his um, main points of the night was how do you make it? How do you continue to go forward? How do you continue to live life and be strong in the Lord? And one of, of his main points, of, he goes, I'm going to give you the secret. I'm going to tell you how you continue in this life. You continue uh, to be prosperous in the Lord. And he said, go to church. Go to church. Now listen, where are we at today? I want to take you back um, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, listen, 20 years ago, the average church attender, 20 years ago, the average church attender attended church 12 times a month. That was the average. So that was, if, if you're a church attender, you're a believer, the at 20 years ago, the average church attender um, they went to church 12 times a month. Now, how many from 20 years ago can say that's true? And you, I mean, that's absolutely true. 
And I understand and I know that uh, times have changed. And back then, um, the average church services that churches put out in a month was 12. So when you put that together, the church attenders on average were uh, coming to 100% of the services that the church offered every single month on average. They never missed a service. Now we fast forward to 2018. In 2018, in 2018, the average church attender attends about 30% of the services that are attended in the month. That's not good. Listen, did you hear what I said? The average church attender only goes to about 30% of the, and the average is two services a month. That's Wednesday night small groups, that's Sunday mornings, whether they offer Sunday nights or whatever. That's only two services a month. That the, in the United States of America today, the average church attender only goes to church two times a month. That's a problem. I, told, I warned you guys. I warned you. Now, I understand, and I know that there's times that you um, are visiting family, and I know that there's different I know that there's things that happen, but the bottom line is church has not became, uh, has not maintained to be a priority in Christian's life. Church no longer is a priority. Now, over church, sports have become more of important have become more important than church service. Other activities, going to the beach, doing this, doing that, whatever, has become more important. Um, and you know this, and because we can see in the numbers, it's not just the fact that somebody's going to visit their, their family over a weekend. The bottom line is there has become more important things in people's life than church. It's the bottom line. But I want you to know today that church and attending church is a life giver. Listen, we need each other. We need fellowship with brothers and sisters in the Lord. Just like I was talking about last week, we are meant to encourage each other. And if you're never meeting up or barely meeting up with other brothers and sisters in the Lord to come and to worship God and to seek him, then how many know that you're going to get isolated? We need that encouragement of church. We need that fellowship of coming together. And there's, I, I, there's just how many know it's awesome being in your own prayer time and worshiping God, and, and that's awesome. But how many know it's so encouraging when you come and join together with other brothers and sisters and you start lifting the name of Jesus and then sister someone over there gets a woo and then you then, then all of a sudden you get the little woo and then yeah then it's just like wow you just get encouraged as you see other people seeking God other people just going after God and just gives you strength and you're just like you look over there if they can do it I can do it it's encouraging we need that church is a life giver. We are called to be faithful to church. It says don't give up meeting together with the body as some people are in habit of doing. Listen, we've got to look at our priorities and we've got to ask ourselves, what is coming before me coming to church? Because honestly, our mindset should be, I want to come to every single thing the church offers every single week, every single month. Whether it's Sunday morning service, whether it's Wednesday night life groups, 
you need to determine that I know my very first priority is I'm coming to church. That is my very first priority. And you got to set everything else aside. And you got to say, coming to church is important to me because the word of God says that is important and not to give up meeting together. Listen, we need, listen, we need teaching from the word of God. Do you know how many times, and I've talked with Pastor Jerry, and how many times people have come up to Pastor Jerry and, and, and to me, and, and there's been times, and it wasn't too long ago, Pastor Jerry uh, stood up here and had um, a message that he had planned to preach, uh, but that night, late at night, the Holy Spirit began speaking to him and said, no, I need you to do this. And that day, that day, Pastor preached that word, was faithful, um, and honored the, the word of the, the Holy Spirit coming to him, and he preached that word. And that week, he had people coming up to him, crying, saying, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe you preached that word. That's exactly what I was searching for. I needed to hear that from God today. Listen, God uses times like this. He uses the pastor and other people to bring the word of God into your life that brings life in situations, that brings a life um, in, in times of trouble. He uses the word of God. We need to listen. We need to hear the teaching of God's word. I found out a long time ago, I'm not very smart. Thank you. And the good thing is I've accepted it. And so, but do you know, I also know and understand there's people that have insight that I don't have. And I studied the word of God. I mean, I've went, I've done word by word, verse by verse studies of a lot of the books of the Bible. And taken, sometimes um, I've taken a year at a time just to study the book of Revelations word by word by word. And, but do you know, there's sometimes that I need to hear teaching from somebody else. Do you know that that's a gift? A gift to the church? That's one of the gifts that a teacher is to come and to teach the word of God, to encourage, to bring life to the church. But if we're not here, if we're not here, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And, and I, I just love it when it's just like, you know, somebody said, hey, man, how did, how did church go? And I was like, oh, man, it was incredible. God moved in a mighty way. And I'm like, man, why do I always miss those Sundays? It seems like every time I miss, the, the power of God moves, and I miss that Sunday. I got a great thing. Don't miss. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss going to church. Because you need it. Because that might be the very day that God's word was going to change your life. That was going to bring life to your situation. We need, time, we need times of corporate worship, like I was saying. Hey, if you don't like it, then you're not going to like heaven. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Because in heaven, we're going to be doing a lot, a lot of singing together. You know what, I, I want to tell you, I, I'm going to get off, off a little bit. Ford, is that okay? You're a board member. Is it okay? If they're, they're really tough on me when pastor's gone. Is that okay if I go off just a little bit? Okay. All right. Listen, I just messed. I told him I was going to mess with him today. But listen, do you know what I, oh my goodness, what I'm so excited about? 
I'm excited in that moment in time when the rapture happens, when God's redeemed. This is a song that no angel can sing. Listen, and I can't sing, but God's going to give me an angelic voice when I get to heaven, and I know he is. And even if he doesn't, I'm still going to sing loud. I don't care. I'm telling you what, I'm excited for that moment in time when he raptures the church, and all of a sudden, all of the, oh, my goodness, come on now. All of the body of Christ begins to sing a song that no angel can ever sing to him. It's singing about the, my God, save me, my God, redeem me. And the people of God begin to sing that song. Oh, my goodness, I'm excited. So we need to practice here on earth. And you can only practice if you come to practice and you need to come to church. That was it. I, I brought it back. Listen. Church is a life giver. We need God to speak to us. Do you know God gave spiritual gifts to the body that in times of corporate worship, that gifts, gifts from the Holy Spirit are used. Messages in tongues and interpretation. You ne I mean, it just words of knowledge, prophetic words that are given in the time of corporate worship, in corporate worship, and we need that. We need that. I remember hearing um, an awesome testimony, and I've, sh I've shared it before, but it's so cool how the gifts, um, the gifts can be used to even win people for Jesus. And uh, a story about a lady who got saved because somebody gave a, um, a message in uh, tongues, and they did it in a language that that person knew. That was a foreign language. And that person was just like shocked because they're like, this person was speaking perfect French and was giving the message. And then when the interpretation came, the interpretation was exactly what the girl was saying. And this lady got saved that day as she learned that that girl, she didn't even understand or know about it, but that girl did not know one lick of French. Listen. He uses his gifts to speak to us. He uses the word of God that is brought to us that day to speak to us. He uses music in the worship team because there's sometimes, and I know um, Colton has had times and Sister Paula has had times where they will change a song on their worship set just because they felt like the Lord said to do this song. And in that day, that song and the message that, the, that, that came out in that song is exactly the word that needed to be spoken in somebody's life that day. Have you guys got the hint yet that we need to come to church? Come on. Ha have we understood that we need to come to church? And church is a life giver. We need it. I was blown away. I wasn't, let me just say this. My, my heart hurt. As, uh, you know, Pastor and I were sitting off, I think Colton was in there too as we were talking about these numbers. And my heart was just broke as I see that 15, 20 years ago, um, the average church member, a turn, um, they, every single time the church doors was open, they were there. And then to see that it's not even a third, that the average church attender doesn't even make it to a third of the services in small groups, whatever it may be, that are offered in a month's time. And they're just like, first of all, I was mad 
at the devil because he's fooled us to thinking that we don't need church, that we don't need this time together. But listen, I'm challenging you today to make church a priority. It is a life giver. How many, honestly, I want just a show of hands, how many can honestly say that whether it's the fellowship, the teaching from the word, the gifts of the spirit, um, worshiping together, um, the, the songs, how many on a, on a service, any time in your life, you've came that day and received a sp- specific word from the Lord, whether it's through the preaching, come on, listen, don't miss out on what God has for you. All right, you guys can go ahead and put your toes back. All right, teaching point four, relationship with Jesus is the ultimate life giver. Now, we talked about the blood of Jesus and how without the blood of Jesus, we don't even have a chance. We talked about that, but it's more than that initial moment of time when we get forgiveness of our sins and the blood of Jesus gives us a new life. It's more and it goes beyond that. And it goes beyond that is that we have to have a relationship with Jesus. A daily relationship with Jesus is a life giver to us. A daily relationship with Jesus is a life giver. It says in verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance that, that faith brings we are called to draw near to Jesus. We are called to draw near to him because Jesus in a daily, now listen, I'm just going to tell you right now. I know you guys are going to be shocked when you hear this, but I've been in ministry for 21 years, full-time, 21 years. And there's been time, there's been time, even, I'm a pastor, there's been times where I have neglected my daily time with Jesus. You guys are shocked. I know you are. Listen, and I want to tell you something. I felt it. I knew it. Because it's almost like I, I lost a, the bounce in my step. I, lo- I lost that life that I need every single day. And do you know what's really f- not funny But a lot of those times that I struggled with that, it was because I was so busy doing ministry. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? I was busy doing this for the church. I was busy doing this. Sometimes, you know, putting 65, 70 hours in, doing this, this, and this, and and all of this kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah, I'm working for the Lord, but I need my one-on-one personal time with Jesus because he is my life giver. He is my life giver. He is my life giver. The bottom line, I've determined even if I, if I know I have a busy day, then I, and I know it's going to be crazy, then I get up um, extra early just to make sure that I have my time with Jesus because I don't want my day to get so busy that I, I, miss, I miss out. And I have learned that my relationship, my daily relationship with Jesus is my life giver. He is my hope. Come on. He's the hope giver. We need the hope giver every single day. I I don't know about you, but I need the hope giver every single day. He is that light. Hope is, is something that we have to have when we walk in this earth every single day. Listen, 
The truth is, hopelessness equals death. Hopelessness equals death. Listen, I want to tell you the truth. I have seen people die physically death because of hopelessness. I'm, I'm telling you the honest God truth. I've seen people who are hopeless that it literally destroyed their body physically because they were without hope. I've seen it. And sometimes you even see, you see uh, in situations where you've got a couple people that have been married for 50 years and one of the spouses passes away. Many times within a year, the other, because they're, they're heartbroken. They're, listen, that stuff can bring physical illness to our body. We have to fill ourselves with hope because Jesus brings life. You know, I heard an incredible testimony. The, the evangelist this week was sharing a testimony. Uh, a youth pastor, somebody God youth pastor, uh, went and took his students to Haiti recently on a mission trip. And they went and they were about ready to do like a, a service on the street. And so they were, the students were gathered together and the youth pastor were gathered together in a circle and they began praying. And so they were praying and the, the youth pastor was kind of walking around and he noticed just from here, just a little ways away, he, he was looking and he saw a man just staring, just staring at him. And then he realized in Haiti, in certain parts of Haiti, uh, Satan worship is a, is a pretty big deal. And it's something that is a major problem um, in Haiti. And, well, as he seen this guy staring at him, he also noticed that this guy was wearing the clothing that, that he was to be recognized as a satanic priest. So the satanic priest was staring him down, just staring him down. And, but they just, he said, he, the, the youth pastor said he was getting really nervous. Um, he was getting a little scared. And he, but just kept praying and stuff. And he was keeping an eye on that guy because he didn't know what that guy was going to do. And so he said, he's praying. And next thing you know, he looks up and the guy's gone. He doesn't see him. And so the guy's gone. He doesn't see him. So he's like, okay, you know, kind of think, come on, let's just be, that's just real life. Come on, that's just real life. He's like, wow, that, that's good. So he goes and, and he starts praying, he starts walking, and then um, a, a few moments later, he sees the guy again, and this time the guy's walking uh, right towards his youth group and where they're praying. And he can't see through the kids, but he's looking, the guy is dragging something. And he's dragging something. And then he can kind of see through. He's not sure, but then he sees blood. And then he realizes that this satanic priest is dragging a little boy that he just killed through the dirt, blood pouring out of his body, walks into the middle of their group, takes the little boy and throws his dead body in the middle of him. And he says, what can your God do about this? How many be a little bit scared? How many might just pee their pants a little bit? Yes, okay. <laughs> and the youth pastor, he said he was scared. 
didn't know what to do. All the students are in a circle, and here's this little dead boy that this man just killed laying in the middle of him. And he said the youth pastor just began to sing, didn't know what to do, so they just began to worship Jesus. So around this boy, the, the, the kids and everything just began lifting their hands and singing a song. I can't remember what the song was they were singing. Do you remember what it was? What? Set a fire. I'm not going to sing it for you. Set a fire down in my soul. And they, they just began to lift into Jesus. They didn't know what to do. And they just began singing, set a fire, set a fire down in my soul. And they were just lifting their hands to Jesus. Then this man, this satanic priest, began to challenge the youth pastor again and began to challenge him and then looked over to make reference to the boy again. And, he, and the youth pastor didn't even know. And he said the man looked and just, just stood there. And so they said the youth pastor looked over, and there the boy was standing in the middle of the students with his hands lifted, worshiping Jesus Christ. Listen, listen, come on now. Jesus Christ is a life giver. Come on. He is a life giver. He is a life giver. And it doesn't matter what kind of situation you are in, physical, mental, spirit, it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is a life giver, and we need him every single day. He brings a new and living way to us. He brings freedom. He brings new life every single day. We need a daily relationship. He is our life giver. He is our hope. He can bring life to the worst situations. Come on now. He can bring life to the worst situations you can ever imagine. He can bring life. He is our life giver. Colin, if you would come this morning. How many can feel the presence of the Lord in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you bow your heads, close your eyes this morning. And I have to ask this morning, the presence of the Lord is in this place. Jesus is here today to bring life to those who don't know him, to those who weren't serving him. And today, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the Bible says that you're living in sin, that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that sin separates us from him. But he sent Jesus to shed his blood to give you a new and living way and a life. And today, that blood is for you. Or you might be in here, and at one time you might have had a relationship, but you totally turned away from the Lord. You've allowed sin to consume you, if you allowed your choices to go against the word of God, I want you to know today that the blood of Jesus is here today to bring new life to you today. So if you're in this place and you say, Pastor Jeremy, I need Jesus Christ today. I need forgiveness of my sins. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand in this place. I need forgiveness of my sins. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else?
Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anybody else in this place? I need Jesus Christ in my life. I need that new. I need, I need that new and living way. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, the Word of God teaches that if we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as God's one and only Son whom He raised from the dead, then the Bible says that we shall be saved. It's simple. It is a gift. And so today, we're going to pray together, and we're going to pray just a simple prayer of confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord. And the Bible says that when we do that, we're saved and that we have a new life. We have a new start, a new beginning in Christ. I want you to repeat after me. If everybody in this room, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. And I accept your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. As my, Lord and Savior. as my Lord and Savior. I believe, I believe that, he died that he died and rose again, and rose again for, me. for me. Give me, Give me that, new life that new life that comes, that comes only, only through, you. through you. Jesus, I accept you. I give you my life. I surrender it to you. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Can you just give the Lord a hand this morning, right now? Just give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for salvation. Everybody stand this morning. You know, my prayer these last couple weeks is that God would just challenge us, would challenge me, would challenge each and every one of you. And so this morning, I would just like to end, and if you can, if you can't, it's fine. If you physically can't or whatever, that's fine. But today, I would like to pray over you, and, and if you can, would you just come and just join me up front this morning, and I want to pray over you guys as we close out this morning, but just come up to this altar. If you physically can, come up to this altar. I want to pray over you this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to just share a scripture with you real fast because I know many times we hear the word of God, we read the word of God, and the Lord brings a message and challenges us. But the scripture is very specific about this in the book of James. And it says, I'm going to go old school on this in the King James. And it says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. The word of God challenges us to just not hear the word but to put it into practice in your life. So when God challenges us, whether it's on going to church or our time that we spend with him and, and, and neglecting the church, neglecting the time we spend with him, 
when he begins to challenge us through his word, the word says, don't deceive yourself. You just can't hear it and be okay. You've got to put it into practice. You've got to do what he says. You have to obey him. It's through that obedience that he brings us life. It's through that obedience that he brings us life. And I encourage all those who gave their heart to Jesus, remember, remember that it's through obedience that we bring life. Obedience to his word keeps us from sin that will bring death. Keeps us out of trouble. Obey the word of the Lord. Put it into practice today. Now, Heavenly Father, God, I pray over your people today, Lord Jesus. God, I can, in my heart, Lord, I can just feel, Lord God, your love for them, Lord Jesus. How much you care for each and every one of them as individuals, Lord God. You know what they're going through. You know the challenges they face. You know the loneliness they have, the depression that they deal with, the physical issues they deal with. You know everything, Lord Jesus. And God, I just pray over each and every one of them today. God, let them be spurred on today, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God. Spurred on, Lord God, to, to, for, to desire you, to the relationship with you every single day, Lord God. I pray they'd be spurred on, Lord God. God, I pray, Father, if those who have been struggling, Lord God, in that daily time with you, God, I pray, Lord God, that they will, be, God, make a plan today. Make a plan today. Let them be doers of your word, Lord God. God, make a plan today in their life, Lord God, to begin to seek you, to begin to go after you, Lord Jesus. And God, I pray, Father, I know that, God, the life that we live, Lord God, I know it's busy. I know it's difficult, Lord. But God, I pray, Father, let us be spurred on today, Lord God, to make meeting together a priority in our life. Let it not be second place if I have nothing else to do. But God, let it be a priority that that's the first thing I'm going to do and everything else will come second place, Lord. God, we need you, Lord God. God, we need each other, Lord God. So God, I pray, spur on your people today, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, to hear your word and to put it into practice. God, I thank you. I love you, Lord God. God, I pray blessings upon your people today, Lord God, as we seek you, as we serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we just give one more shout and hand clap for what God has done today? Come on. Come on. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Love you. But most of all, just remember how much Jesus Christ loves each and every one of you and how much he desires to be in relationship with you. We love you. God bless you guys today.